Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. I had a rip-roaring uh, first hour of the uh, program today. Hope you uh, didn't tune in late. You missed John Morosi from Nashville. MLB Network updating the latest on the winter meeting. Sam Levitt is due to join us a little later from Nashville. Just in case anything happens between now and then, we'll be here till 6 o'clock tonight. Coming up in this hour, our daily gambit. And also, Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show is headed your way at the bottom of this hour. The uh, contestants are getting ready right now. It'll be another showdown between Matt Scraby and Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, speaking of Matt Scraby, before we get to the Daily Gambit, last night some serious pain for Scraby. Uh, he uh, had uh, Jamar Chase in his fantasy football game. His opponent had Joe Mixon. Now, two things happened to conspire against Scraby here. One is that Jamar Chase, uh, who had an amazing game receiving, actually threw a pass in this game for minus seven yards. So that was subtracted from Scraby's score. And Joe Mixon gained like four yards in overtime last night, which put him over the top, and Scraby's opponent won by... A half point. Welcome to that world, Scrape. It's all right. It's all right. I'm still in the playoffs. So yes, you matter. are still in the playoffs. Very, you know, very good. I don't know if you've noticed, Chris. That part is good. You know, after a stellar start to his season. Yeah, he's, he's We haven't heard slipped a, a little whole bit. lot hey, wait, from wait, him wait, wait, on, wait, wait. on the whole fantasy side. Uh, yeah, because... Other than to complain about my points that I have garnered on my team. Complained about your team a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah, well, haven't heard much about his. He though. started, I believe, seven and one, yeah. and he's now eight and five. Yeah, hey, so you remember when I you're said going into the playoffs on a down? You're backing down into the trend. playoffs. Oh no, I'm not worried about that at all. You're not. You're backing. I'm not in. worried about it. Well, it, you are because you, you have the best team, and you should win going away. But I don't actually team. have the best team because some of my guys aren't as good as they You've were scored in the beginning the most of the points. year. You've scored the most points of any team in the league. Uh, well, yeah. And you're more best than team. happy to tell us that. Stop gaslighting all me. All the time. <laughs> Stop gaslighting me because I, I came on here early in the year and I said, I am not going to gloat because I know this no, can change I, I real quick. I didn't accuse you of gloating. I just said we haven't heard oh, much. Oh, I accused him of gloating the week he said he blew my wife out by 50 points. That was gloating. That's no, gloating was when heavy I... Heavy gloating. No, gloating was when I beat right. Tony by like 75 points. Uh, that was gloating. You did. Now, who are you looking up to in the standings? Yeah, Tony's you. in first place. Yeah, I still I got really one should, week. Still I shouldn't even really week. be in the conversation since I've been eliminated from playoff yeah, what are you contention. Doing over there? I don't know. I'm just paying. Well, that's, first I'm, of all, Chris, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy your agony yeah, because Chris, that's that, all that's the, left to me. There is no rule against being out of the play. That actually promotes you to talk more now that your oh, team yes. is I've got pretty nothing, much out. Yes, it I've does. got nothing. At, nothing <laughs> at stake. I can just root for your misery, Scraby. You that's know what? Has sometimes that's the best way to be in the second half of the season. The Jets have gotten worse so Brees Hall has gotten worse 
Lamar Jackson is like a we don't shell need to of hear himself. your entire roster. Yeah, we, we're we, good. we don't need Jamar to hear your Chase entire roster. Jamar Chase doesn't even have a quarterback. Here comes the whole roster. Here comes the whole roster. You said roster. he was seven and one at one point. Yeah. So he's one and four over the last correct. five weeks. Yes, correct. Yeah, I lost some close ones, including a loss to a non-playoff team, which happened to be me. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> and, 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 and the guy I lost to last night. Throw that in there. It's All okay. right, uh, last night's Monday night league, football guys. game was a pretty good one, though, as it, it turned it out. Did. Bengals Battle beat the, the Jags, cats, baby. Battle the Cats. Uh, clawed its way into overtime before the uh, Bengals uh, prevailed. Uh, I want to thank the Bengals for that. That puts the Dolphins in the number one seed for the moment yes, it does. in the AFC playoffs. We'll see if they can hold on to that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. A couple of things on a high ankle sprain. One, that normally means you're out for a while. Two, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you come back and win the AFC Championship game the next week on a high ankle sprain. So we'll see just how much pain tolerance Trevor Lawrence has. But uh, oh, it was ugly. Yeah, it was a bad one uh, last night. I was he even hit. It looked like he'd already kind of twisted the ankle before he got fallen on top of. No, well, it was it, not it, a good it, thing. It was the initial leg whip. Oh, was accidental that, okay. leg whip that got, got his ankle. Yeah. Then he folded, like literally folded, he with did. his foot underneath. And then he him. was screaming and, in pain. Yeah. You could see that. I'm surprised his they face didn't mask. give him a 15 yard penalty for throwing his helmet off on the field. I mean, that's a penalty. You're not allowed to remove your helmet. I'm off a field. little bit more but, surprised that they I, didn't give the guy a cart to help That's him back it. to the locker room. That's He's he still walking like a, back yes. to the locker think, room as we speak. I think that was Trevor's uh, his his doing because he was he was quite irritated with the whole situation. It's funny you bring that up. Really? How the I NFL? No, no. But the NFL is a stickler for these type of things. I don't know if you saw last week uh, or it might have been this week. My man on special teams gets into a little scrum and his helmet. Oh he gets, yeah, he gets basically his helmet gets like dislodged. Yes, so his yes, face mask yeah. is like like I did uh, see that, and so he took his helmet off because his face mask was was gone. It, it wasn't was working. stuck to another guy's face exactly. mask. Exactly, and then they then they gave him a fifteen yard penalty for not having his helmet on. They no, did. They, yes, they, they did. did. They yes. did. Yeah, that I did not. I didn't see that part. And of he it. ran over, and he's like, "My, my helmet <laughs> broke." <laughs> they gave him a fifteen yard penalty. So I was actually surprised when he t- snapped his helmet off and threw it that he didn't get a fifteen yard. Could have yeah. hurt someone with that. NFL missed though. an opportunity. How about calling pass interference when it's pass interference they once in a while? They don't do that anymore. They seem to miss those. But uh, anyway, good game last night, and uh, that leads us into a bunch of the results that we had: winners and losers in today's daily gambit. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. I would like to say, first and foremost, we had a survivor pool that we started at the beginning of the year for the NFL season, and it went all the way until last night. We have a survivor pool winner. The bracket is called Lawrence's Legit. 
Uh, if you are out there, Lawrence, you could tweet me at Matt's Gravy or, or something to try to contact me. But you were the last person standing. Uh, there was two people left last night. Lawrence had uh, a team that won, obviously, and the other team was the Jaguars. So, so the person that was playing against picked the Jaguars, and when they lost, that left it for Lawrence. So, good job, Lawrence. By the way, I spoke with Ben Higgins the other night. Remember Ben? Oh yeah. Ben checked out of the pool last week. Did not make his pick. Uh, he blames you for this. See, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Said he didn't that, get a no, reminder. No, it wasn't the reminder. He said that the uh, he said he thought he put his pick in, but the way things were set up, it, it, it seemed to tell him he made his pick. But as found How out later, he never made his pick. Yeah, it was because of the way you set up the whole thing at the beginning. It's your fault, man. Yeah. It's been, it was the same every week. <laughs> the, the deadline was 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Well, whatever happened, he thought he made his pick, and it didn't register. But he also added that his pick in that week was the Vikings, and, and they, they lost. lost. Oh, all right. So it didn't matter one way or another. You no, know, Ben's always ben. the guy of honesty. Ben and is I an honest that. guy. Except blaming you for it, though. Yeah, you didn't like that <laughs> well, part of it. He just <laughs> fell into what everybody else does. Man. All right. It was a fun survivor pool, though. We had a good time. Most of us had a good time. Stayed alive for a while. Uh, most yeah. of us, except yeah, Tony. Mo- most of us, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Tony yes. was out. Tony, early. let's road. What was it? Let's ride. And I we went rode off right. into the sunset. I, I was too early on the ride train. Well, yeah, you it, 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 did, it did start at one point, but it didn't actually uh, get going until after you picked them. Yeah. All right, last night, my parlay for the Monday Night Football game, uh, plus 650. Jaguars to reach 10 points first. That happened. Evan Ingram, touchdown score. That happened. Joe Mixon, rushing plus receiving 69 and a half yards. Yeah. That did not happen. No, that so. didn't You were positive that was going to happen, too. I was. He and was once, hopeful. No, he was, once, uh, he was once hopeful, I saw the I first play, that. first play was like a six-yard gain. I was like, oh, no, it's over. Six-yard gain you gave up right then? On the first play, if you get a six-yard gain on the first round of the game, I feel like you can kind of tell what's going to happen. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's kind of like when Josh Hader was a closer. If Josh Hader came out first pitch ball, you knew it was going to be a, a tough at the tough. Well, that's inning. ridiculous because he saved ridiculous. every single game he appeared in last year, except for maybe one. I might go. And through I know and... he didn't throw a strike the first pitch every Tony, time. Tony, can you tell? I'm not going to have you co-sign that he was he was going to have a tough inning, but you could tell from early on that Josh Hader didn't have the field. You could. I mean, he might not have to feel when he first came in, but that wasn't indicative he of anything. Got the job though. done, yeah, because he ended up usually getting out. Okay, most literally all, but I think he had two blown saves all season. I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's move on. Get to the daily gambit. You're the one that always is trying to hurry <laughs> things along. Three eleven. The we go. Bengals and the Jaguars over under. 40.5 total points in the game. You guys went under. I went over. It was 65 points, so I win that one. Jake Browning over under 220.5 passing yards. You guys went under. I went over 354 yards is what he passed for last night. Purdue minus 13.5 uh, in college basketball over Iowa. We all chose Purdue. Purdue won by 19 points, 87-68. Then you got Boston, Indiana, 246 total points. You guys went over. I went under. It was under 234. If you don't realize that there's a streak of me being right here. It's about to end, though. Kings minus three and a half last night against the Pelicans. Tony chose the Pelicans. Chris and I chose the Kings. Pelicans win 127-117.
Yeah, the excitement of the NBA in-season tournament continues tonight, by the way. What? Yeah. The Pelicans nice. and the Pacers both advancing to the semifinals. I don't know if you saw that uh, Boston-Indiana game, though. They oh, looked like they it cared. was going nuts. Yeah. You know what? For five hundred grand, I care, too. Hey, I well, care, you too. Been, but you've been saying the whole time that no this is cares. the biggest dumb waste of it time. It is. It's not. Well, it, was not for 500, it was for five hundred grand the whole time. So should, why all of a sudden does that matter? have to pay a professional athlete to play their sport because they need to play harder. You shouldn't. They already get paid. Why do they need more money? Are you entertained? Or you're not. A lot of other people are. I just don't understand why you need to pay athletes to play the the sport that they're paid to play already. Here's the kicker. The real thing is that they actually have this money to give to them. So if they have it, you know how much more they have? Yeah. They're just randomly like, you know what? We'll give you 500 grand each if you play. Basketball teams are small, though. That's $6 million right there. (laughs) Right there. That's a drop in the the hat for, for the NBA. Well. Well, that's why they're doing anyway, it. Anyway, God, tournament. we got to move on with this daily gambit, Chris. Well, let's go. Here we go for tonight. San Diego State Aztecs basketball team traveled to Phoenix to take on Grand Canyon. Sounds like a gimme. It's not. Grand Canyon is 6-1. and one. Yep. They have a tremendous home court advantage. They're no the longer odds... coached by Dan Marley, though, right? No, but they're still very good. The Aztecs, the odds makers know, are going to be in for it. And as a result, San Diego State is only a two-and-a-half point favorite tonight. Uh, I'll start, and I'll obviously take the Aztecs, but i got to tell you, I am uh, very concerned about this game this evening. The Aztecs better play a little better than they did Friday night against UCSD. Tony, how about you? Aztec for life. Aztec for no life. No concern over Scraby, here. Scraby, are you a, a Grand Canyon for life here? Or? GCU, baby? Absolutely not. You're taking the Aztecs? I'm going to take the you Aztecs. never take the Aztecs. No, because they, they lost a close one the other night, so I feel like they're going to They're going to bring it tonight. Yeah. All right, also college basketball tonight. Big Ten game. Michigan State home to Wisconsin. Five-and-a-half point favorite are the Spartans. Wisconsin's coming off an upset win over Marquette. Michigan State hasn't been very good yet this season. Tony, what do you think? Five and a half points for Izzo's team. Wisconsin covers. You're taking Wisconsin plus the five. Scraby? I can never choose Michigan State ever again, so I'm doing You don't like that? Why is that? Just because of all the controversy that's been going on lately. Oh, with their football coach? Yeah. What What does that have to do with that? I don't know. Just associate them together. Well, this is why you never hit a parlay, because this is your thinking. I'll take Wisconsin also, coming off the big win over Marquette. Uh, Bucks and Knicks tonight in the NBA tournament. Winner moves to the semifinals. Bucks are favored by only five over the Knickerbockers, Scraby. Bucks are favored by only five. Well, I I don't know. Maybe that's a lot. I don't know. What do you think? I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks minus five. Uh, I will take. I'll take the Knicks. I mean, these games have been very hotly contested. Tony, Bucks, baby, Bucks for you, baby. And then the Lakers play Phoenix tonight yeah. in the other in-season tournament game. Lakers uh, are favored, but we're not betting the uh, spread. We're betting the over/under points, two hundred and twenty-nine and a half for this game. I went over last night thinking that was an easy win. And it didn't happen. I'll try it again. I'll say over. Tony, 229 and a half. Huh. Can you go to Scraby first? Sure. Scraby. Under. Under. Okay. <laughs> Scraby, you gave me no time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Do we know who was playing for? Why Phoenix? would everybody not? Everybody's got to be playing right now. I don't I think. Mean, it's, I think it's Bill's the out still. Oh, Beal's been out. He'll be out for a long time. Yeah, he's out for a while. He's not a game time decision. All right, game time decision. Gordon, game time. Dis- who's out? Gabe Vincent's out. Game time decision. Davis James. I'm assuming they're playing. I will take the under. You'll take under. All right, so I'm alone on that one. And then LeBron James, 25 and a half points. Tony, over or under? We know he'll be over 10. He's going to be He's over. done that for he's gonna be over. 16 straight They're going to need an over-type performance for him. Over. Okay, I'll say under just for fun, but LeBron is for almost giggles. guaranteed to get over 25 and a half, it seems. Scraby, what do you want? You don't like LeBron, so you'll say under. I'm going to go over. <laughs> <sighs> and everybody out there says you got to be nicer to him. What's wrong? You with just that? have to be nicer to that guy. That? You literally only picked him. He's such he's a in. tremendous guy. You have to be nicer to him. And I ask you, why? We uh, need to get to break. Sam right. Levitt joins us from Nashville. When we come back, more on baseball's winter meetings. A Padre update from our pre and post game show host after traffic. Three twenty three. Let's get right to it. Sam Levin joins us here on the phone, and Sam is out in Nashville. Hopefully, day two has been a little bit kinder to him in terms of finding, Hopefully got something to eat. finding a midnight snack last night. Hopefully, it was a little bit easier. Uh, clearly, Sam, no news to report yet. Things are uh, still bubbling, if you will. Yeah, very much so. I mean, there there really has not been much news at all. I was just talking to Scraby uh, before I came on, uh, you know, before he put me on, and I uh, was telling Scraby there's plenty of people here, and there's plenty of people to talk to, and people walking around, and uh, you know, managers and general managers and all the broadcasters and everybody, but uh, there's not been a whole lot of action so far, and uh, it does sort of feel like everything is is, uh, you know, waiting for, for Shohei Otani. I mean, that's the, the big talk this afternoon. I don't know if you guys talked about uh, what Dave Roberts had to say uh, earlier today and, and him admitting that, you know, they had met with Otani, which was very, very interesting. But in a larger sense, uh, there has not been much to discuss transaction-wise, and uh, we'll see if that changes here tonight and obviously into tomorrow as well. Sam Levitt. In Nashville, you had a nice conversation with Mike Schilt today. I saw it posted online on Twitter and uh, directed our listeners to watch that interview. Uh, what'd you think of Mike Schilt and your visit with him today, Sam? Uh, give us a little uh, recap uh, from your perspective. Yeah, I, I thought Mike Schilt did a really good job today, both during the press conference and with me after his press conference here in Nashville. Uh, the more I hear from him, Quite honestly, the, the more I, I really like Mike Schilt and, and what he has the potential to do uh, with his team. And, and as far as my one-on-one with him, you know, I asked about the coaching staff and what he could share with us. And, you know, Mike didn't want to say too much, which is understandable. And, and he did say that they're, you know, fairly early in the process. And, and until things are finalized, he doesn't want to say much on it, which I understand. But I did ask him what you know, what he values characteristic-wise in, in a staff. And, you know, Mike Schilt, um, you know, talked about, you know, expertise and positivity and energy and consistency, all things that I think you can really see very clearly in Mike Schilt. And 
you know, and the type of manager he's going to be. So, um, you know, the, the other thing that stood out from, from what he said today, um, you know, beyond learning that he, you know, he had offered the bench coach position to, to Ryan Flaherty, you know, before Ryan Flaherty ended up uh, leaving and, and he was already kind of down the road with some other opportunities. But uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting is he, he really gave a lot of detail um, about, you know, his process of, of meeting with different players and, and still on the schedule to meet with a number of different guys. I mean, you know, he was talking about having dinner with Joe Musgrove, Manny Machado, Luis Camposano, has plans to see Jay Cronenworth, uh, you know, has plans to, to see Juan Soto, uh, has plans to see Fernando Tatis Jr., Xander Bogarts down in Aruba. He's going to be doing traveling, and, and I think it's very clear that he, he really puts a value on talking to these guys, having a relationship with these guys, uh, you know, listening to what they say, partnering with them. Um, and that is really important to Mike Schilt. I think that's really, really clear. And the, again, the more you hear from him, the more it's clear to me that, that he's a real team guy. And, you know, I, I think he said at some point during, you know, his press conference at Petco Park or, or here today, you know, he's, he's referenced himself. I think the, the term was organizational guy. And, you get that sense. He's about the team, and I don't say that, you know, just as hyperbole, but it, it really feels like that from everything uh, we're learning about Mike Schilt as this offseason progresses. What, well, one of the things that, that seems to line up perfectly with is exactly what Xavier, Xavier Scruggs said to us, is that um, he is that team guy. He's very in tune with the individuals, not necessarily as baseball players, but as people and that's seemingly what what you're kind of seeing as well let's move to this roster a little bit and obviously there are a number of things to be addressed and often when we get into this time of year we're thinking free agency Uh, but for the Padres and kind of the question marks in terms of what the payroll will be they'll probably have to address some of this via trade is is that the route you think in terms especially the pitching that you think that they'll go in order to kind of fill those spots, unless, as you mentioned uh, yesterday, they're going for you know kind of that Michael Walker range of 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 pitcher in the free agency round. Well, look, I, I think as far as pitching, I, I think it's probably even in the case that they do trade Juan Soto. It, to me, it's going to be a mixture of both, right? Because let, let's just live in a, a hypothetical world that they get somebody that's major league ready from the Yankees, like a Michael King in exchange for Juan Soto. Well, that's somebody who could hypothetically be inserted right into your rotation, but at the same time with whatever money you free up, I mean, it's a good amount of money, the 30 plus million dollars. It doesn't mean that you you can add a 20 something million dollar per year starting pitcher. So I think it's going to be a mix of, of in the case they do trade Juan you know, getting whatever they get back. If that is somebody who's ready to contribute right now in a rotation, then I'm sure he'll be given that opportunity. But also finding those, you know, buy low and and hopefully you, you get a really good season out of them guys. You know, it was interesting today when A.J. Preller spoke uh, because he was asked about, um, you know, uh, if if he's compelled to remove a lot of money from, from the payroll. And, you know, A.J. talked about the process being pretty similar to what the Padres have done in the past. They set a target payroll number, then have the ability to go back to ownership and talk about different scenarios. Uh, He was asked if there's a mandate to reduce payroll. 
Uh, and he said, I think the mandate for, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but I think the mandate for the organization is having a team that will play in October. So, look, n- n- you know, that AJ didn't, you know, really want to say too much on, on the payroll situation. Um, but again, today, for a second consecutive day here in Nashville, you know, he, he did not, you know, say anything to the effect of, of this team is definitely trading Juan Soto. It, it seems like they're, uh, they're evaluating the options. They're taking the phone calls. They're, they're seeing what deals look like. But, um, you know, obviously, uh, it, it's still a work in progress right now. So I, I think everything from, from the Soto situation and beyond um, is very much, uh, to me, it seems, a, a fluid situation. Well, Sam, good luck finding something to eat tonight. That's all that really matters to me. <laughs> I mean, I know you're going to be uh, on top of whatever stories break over here, but uh, we got to make sure you're fed in the Opry land. Well, I, I, uh, I ate pretty late last night because I, I did go to Broadway in Nashville, downtown Nashville last night, and I don't know if you guys have, have ever been to Broadway. but I have. Uh, it, yeah, it's, and I've been before. Um, it's, it's an experience I think everybody should have. I did go to a couple of, you know, honky tonk bars and, and, uh, there were, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I can I was, see you there. <laughs> I was, I don't, by the way, I don't want to, I don't want to make it like I was going crazy or anything, but Hey, you're in Nashville. You, you gotta go. Right. So, um, and yeah, the, you know, the live music on each floor. And, uh, at one point there was a woman singing on top of the bar with the band playing on the other side of the room. It it was, I will say this about Broadway in Nashville. It is, uh, it is, uh, worth seeing. Um, yeah, they know and, how to turn uh, up. you know, had, had, had some pizza too, but, but guess what? I was, you know, I was here early this morning and, and back to work. So I want everybody to be assured I am doing, uh, all <laughs> of the, course all the you work. Are. Uh, of course you are. But, but, but it was, uh, it, 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 we, we, it was, it is fun there on uh, Broadway. It is worth, it is worth experiencing once because the live music element and the different floors of it really, really is something to see. So, yeah. Well, you know, Sam, good luck with the food tonight. Good luck breaking whatever first Padre story comes out. Hopefully for your <laughs> sake, it's tonight. You won't have two nights of no news. But if, of course, if you have no news, you can always go on back out to Broadway one more time, man. It's all Honky good. Tonks are calling your name, Sam. <laughs> hey, thanks for yeah, the time, I, Sam. Thanks, Sammy. Yeah, I make it out. I make it out there. We'll see. All right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Sam Levitt. Out in winter, out at the winter meetings in Nashville. Although no news, that hasn't stopped Sam from having a good time. No, Sam that's time. right. That's right. That's what Sam's about. <laughs> Let's get to break. When we return, Chris's fantabulous game show, Mr. Scraby gets a chance to double up on the Shadow wins. Shadow boxing right now. Don't know that he's ever doubled up on wins in this game. Only once before in like 2020. We'll find out if he can do it again. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Hi, welcome back to the program. 3.39 is the time. It's game show time, guys. Chris's fantabulous sports game show is coming up here shortly. But uh, we want to remind you that, um, what do you want me to read? No, that's Tony put on his sunglasses for game time. <laughs> oh, he's getting his uh, he's game getting face his game on. Fan. What is he, T.O. over there? Look at him. He looks like he is. Uh... He does look a little T.O.-like right now. <laughs> uh, you need to read uh, Belmont Park, but I can read it. I don't see it. It's really right don't. under Chris's Fantabulous, but here we go. This hour. 
It's brought to you by the Belmont Park's Winter Wonder. It's time for Winter Wonder at Belmont Park. Music every Saturday, 1 to 4. Carolers every Sunday, 1 to 4. Every Saturday and Sunday from 4 to 7, Buddy the Elf will be twisting balloons. Or see Winter Fairy and Pointia Princesses. Join us now at Belmont Park's Winter Wonder. Chris and I were there on Saturday night. i got to say. But you guys was, went together? We No, well, we went to the Christmas or the holiday party for Odyssey. And it was at Belmont Park. Oh. I got to say, it was done up for Christmas. And it kind of got me in the Christmas feel. When I was leaving, I heard those uh, you know Christmas carols or whatever. And I was like... I, I heard those Christmas this. carols or whatever I, you call them. And there was like a snowman, and I was like, this is all right. It's I December, bro. Come on, man. What about you, Get Chris? into the spirit. I had a good time. I had all a right. good time. Uh, but I can't talk with a straight face to Stevie Wonder over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he's got. He's kind of waving his head back and forth, you he know, is. the way Stevie used to do. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Right. Here we go with the uh, check of traffic, and let's get into today's Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show. Get ready! Hey, all you beautiful people out there, it's time to play one of our favorite games of the week. All right! We, we like, like to, to call, call it... it. Ooh, I'm a go. Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show! And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Yes, it does. Uh, Matt Scraby is the defending champion. That is a rarity. Uh, and as Tony mentioned going into our last uh, break, uh, the last time Scraby won back-to-back Pantabulous Sports Game Show, it's been quite some time. So we'll see if he can pull that off today. We will uh, give you the category here shortly. You are welcome to play along out there, see how well and knowledgeable you are on today's category. There are 19 correct answers today, guys. And the category is NFL coaching victories. NFL coaching victories. Now, uh, this sounds like it could be a tough category. Hmm. You have to name great NFL coaches. But I can help you a little bit. There are five active coaches on the all-time list here. And there are 12 of the 19 have won Super Bowls. So it's not like a list of a bunch of no-names. You should be uh, have a fighting chance here. Uh, but I do think it's uh, you know a little bit on the more difficult side as far as some of our categories are concerned. But you are going to try to name the 19 NFL coaches who have 160 or more career victories. 160 or more career victories. As I said, five guys are active. 12 of the 19 have won a Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of all 19 coaches. Might be one guy that you're unfamiliar with. So that's uh, the backdrop. Now, what will happen is uh, the guys will take turns naming off correct answers. And if you get one wrong, you get a strike. Three strikes and you're out. But if anybody gets to 10 correct answers, they will win the game. Uh, Tony is the defender, is not the champ, so you get to decide whether he wants to go first or not. <laughs> He's just today. so used to saying it. Yeah. Tony, uh, what do you I'll, want to do? I'll go first. He'll go first, and uh, away we go here. Top, uh, top, and this is regular season wins only, mm-hmm. although I don't think uh, it changes a whole lot if you include playoffs. All right, go ahead, uh, Tony. Who do you have uh, uh, to start us off here? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, uh, number three one. right now on Whoa. the all-time list with Whoa. 300 career regular season wins. He's got 331 if you include his playoffs. 
but that is correct. Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, on the board. All right, so uh, you kind of get what we're doing here. Uh, name a coach, Scraby. Don Shula. Don Shula on top of the Number list. Number one. Still uh, 347 overall, 328 in the regular season for Shula. Belichick should pass him. At this pace, in about nine years, he's only getting two wins a year. It's going to take him a while. All right, uh, Tony won, Scraby won, and uh, Tony, your turn. Andy Reid. Andy Reid, yep. number four on the list. Andy's way up there. I didn't until I looked at this. I didn't realize he was that high. Two hundred and fifty-five career wins. Didn't he coach for like twenty years in Philadelphia? He was there for quite some time. Uh, by the way, both Belichick and Reid. Qualifying the category as active coaches and coaches who have won a Super Bowl. Mm. Shula won a Super Bowl. So uh, those have been eliminated. And Scraby, you're down 2-1. to one. Who is a coach with 160 or more NFL victories? Hmm. Josh McDaniels did pop into mind. Just yeah. kidding. Should have popped right out. Just kidding. Should have popped right out. I'm going to say Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. He is on the list. He has to be on the list. He is. He is uh, 17th on the list with 167 wow. career that victories. That puts a lot in perspective for me. Yes, he uh, snuck in there, but he is active and also a Super Bowl winning coach. So it is 2-2. There are uh, three active, I'm sorry, two active coaches left. And there are eight Super Bowl winning coaches left. And a total of 15. Tony Gwynn Jr. Your the model of consistency lives in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin. Mm, Mike yeah, Tomlin. Yeah, 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 Mike Tomlin's on the list. Mike Tomlin with 170 career victories, just ahead of Pete Carroll, and also a Super Bowl winning coach. So you guys are naming all the active guys, which is quite okay. But eventually you'll run out of those. There's that's, one that's, active there's some, coach. There's some strategy in this. I see what you're doing. There's one active coach left, and there's oh, still. Gosh. Still seven um, Super Bowl winning coaches. That changes a lot of my list. One active coach left. Uh, You've got to have 160 or more career wins to make this list. Tony leads 3-2. to You can play along out there, see how many of the 19 you can come up with. And uh, uh, Scraby, it's your turn. Wow, that just... Why did that change everything? Because you had a bunch of active coaches coaches on the list. Ah, I see. I see where you're going. How about... Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. That's a good one. Yeah, that is not a good one. He's not on the list. So You mean one uh, of the greatest coaches strength. of all time is not on the list? Sorry. He's not on the Short uh, list of NFL <laughs> coaching leaders. Not at 160 regular season wins. Bill Walsh, uh, although that was a very 49er-type guess, it was not I mean, a correct one. I think everyone would have guessed the Hall of Fame coach would be up there, but okay. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong, too, because uh, I, Walsh I'm, is okay. not there. Uh, I'm trying to uh, – Bill Walsh with a, with a, actually only 92 career regular season wins. It's okay, so Bill. You it's quite a ways down us. the street. Four Super Bowls. All right. Thank you very much. Are you going to guess George Seifert next? No, because I know he didn't his, win. That's his next, no, that's I, his next guess. I'm not going to guess Jim Harbaugh either. Chip Kelly maybe, but not Jim Harbaugh. All right. So Tony now leads 3-2. to two. Wow. And uh, Scraby has a strike, so it's a big advantage for Tony right now. now you're one up, Tony. Active coach really bothers me. Yeah, and I think you're going to be mad that I, I know this one. You're going to name him. Yeah, and take him off the board. I believe 
Mike McCarthy has enough. He's, <sighs> I he's, have him on my he's list. been coaching a long time. Yeah, he has. Mike and McCarthy he's... sneaks in with 164. Dang it, why didn't I just say Mike McCarthy? That is correct. And now he's scrape. 18th on the list. You got to <sighs> dig into your history of the NFL here, buddy. Little NFL history, Scraby. I, I will tell you, these are very well-named uh, known yes. coaches that are still out there. But no active coaches are left. Scratch Tony leads 4-2. to two. Uh, If you're wondering about Sean Payton, he's too short. I was wondering. John Harbaugh I is was four wondering. short. Okay. Both of those guys are very close. Check but back not in four weeks. There. Yeah, might right. Be able Tony. To get John. We do this game in a Tony's month. Tony's feeling really good right now. <laughs> Tony's feeling very good, but Scraby is the defending champion. He is. Come on, he, he defend is. your title, Scrape. Come up big. Remember, these are Super Bowl winning coaches, many of them. So they're you know you can try that strategy potentially. There are uh, seven Super Bowl winning coaches left. How about? Scrapey needs this. Tom one. Landry. Oh, Tom Landry. That a boy. Scrape. That a boy. Two hundred and fifty. Tom Landry's way up there. He's fifth on the all-time list. So, a good one by you, Scrapey, the uh, former great coach of the Dallas Cowboys. All right. So Tony's lead is cut to four to three. Uh, still remember two, number six, seven, and eight, nine, ten, and on down. So the most of the top ten are still left. Let's go with my favorite Charger head coach, mm. Marty Schottenheim. Is he seriously your favorite coach, I, or are he, you just he, saying that? No, no, he was the, he uh, was he was my favorite Charger he was. head coach. Yeah, all right. Uh, he wasn't mine. Uh, Bobby Ross was <laughs> also, my favorite. I also didn't have to like. Well, you know, Marty I wasn't, wasn't bad right to deal with. I just I just never thought he was a great coach. I know he piled. He did pile up two hundred victories. He's on the list, <sighs> but I. I, I just think he lacked for some reason when it came to postseason. Just did not make good decisions. Although right. I don't know that his stint in the char- in his playoff stint in San Diego was that bad. They just they had some bonehead. They had plays. some bad luck. Yeah, they had some, some bad, bad luck, luck. But they had some bad decisions. Did they? Uh, along I can't remember yes. any of the bad decisions. You go back right? to a few of those Jet games and. Uh, he seemed to play a little bit more close to the vest yeah. when he had a better team, and he could have just gone out and dominated the game. Anyway, uh, that uh, we uh, we're getting off topic. Yeah, sorry. Five Scrape, three. Tony Scraby gave you a little extra time. Who do you have, Scrape? Not Kyle, but Mike Shanahan. Mike, Mike Shanahan. Shanahan. Really? That not would on the last. Stink if he's not on there. He has to be. Hundred and seventy. Okay. He's tied Ooh. with Mike Tomlin. All right. Wow. So that was correct, Scraby. Very Ooh. good. Scraby staying alive by the skin of his chinny chin. Chin. Mike Shanahan coached 20 years. He was a coach of the Raiders when I covered the team back in the uh, day for the uh, Pasadena Star News. All right, 5-4. Tony's leading and Scraby has a strike. It's going to get a little tougher. There's only 10 correct answers left. This guy is in the same, same era as Marty. Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves. Wow, well, nice pull. I, well, I don't think I would have got him. No, but me that's neither. correct. 190 wins for See, Dan th- Reeves. There is zero chance Tony knows that why, without looking. Why would I not know that? Because I he, watch football, bro. He hasn't been on the TV for like 20 neither years. Neither has Martin Schottenheimer. Or Tom Landry. I'll give you Schottenheimer. How do you know Tom Landry? Because he wore that little hat. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That is a kind of a Dan Reeves wore a tie, if that means anything. Uh,. He always looks it sharp it out there. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, okay. Dan right. Reeves, mm-hmm. uh, 190 career victories, leaving Ooh, him. I just came up with another one. Seven, eight, nine. 
Dan Reeves is 10th. So, I'm uh, going to I'm going to guess someone that I don't know. You still got number 2, 6, 8 and 9. I'm going to guess wonder. someone that I, I I'm not sure of, but their name is synonymous with greatness. Well, not synonymous, but anyway, Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan. That was a hell of a guess, Greg. It's not right. Yeah, I'm looking way down the okay. list. Buddy didn't even coach very long. I didn't know. I didn't know. I think Rex Ryan is ahead of Buddy Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, well, everybody talks about his dad like he's the greatest coach of all time. So No, Buddy was a defensive coordinator, only an NFL co- head coach for seven years. Uh, he won 55 games. Rex Ryan won 82. So right, Rex well, is ahead of Buddy. That was a dumb guess. Uh, that's all right. It's a tough category. Is it? Well, <laughs> well we got Dan Reeves over there. <laughs> Tony with a 6-4 lead, uh, actually taking a lot of the drama out of today's festivities. About, Your turn, Tony. How about the big tuna? Oh, Bill Parcells. man, Sales. that's a great one. Is it, it, should I not know his no, name? No, you either? should definitely okay. know his name. Right. You yeah. should know his name. That is correct. 172 wins for the one. tuna. That's a great one. Tony's rolling here with a 7-4 lead. Last, last Fantabulous Game Show was actually a fantabulous contest. Fortunately, not happening today. Uh, Scrabby, you need to really rally from the depths here. Um, number two is available, and I know you know this. He's I like know. one of the most famous coaches in but NFL I'm, history. I know. He has a trophy named after him, but I'm not sure how long he coached for. Oh, well, he may not be number two either. I'll say no, Vince Lombardi. You're going to say Vince Lombardi. I can go down with Vince Lombardi. Yeah, you guess. can go down with your boots on. Uh, Vince Lombardi is not I on knew the it. list. I knew it. Yeah, Vince didn't. How uh, do you get a Super Bowl trophy named after you if you're not even one of the best ever? You win the first two Super Bowls. That's how you oh, get okay. that. All right. so, well. uh, I can't believe Lombardi's not on here either, considering how wonderful he was. But that is incorrect. Scraby, you have struck out. This game is over. It was not uh, not as uh, dramatic as some of our other ones have been, but victory belongs to Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, seven Stop to waving four. Goodbye to me. <laughs> You're not Devo Samuel. Vince Lombardi won 96 games. That's it in 10 years. That's why Vince isn't on the list. He only coached I 10 know. years. Was Bill Cower on the list? Bill Cower was not quite on the list oh, either. Right. You had to be really. You had to be around for a long time. All right, say so how many of these guys have you heard of? Paul uh, Brown. Uh, oh, Paul Brown is correct. That's a good uh, one. I'll start with number two, though. You guys never said George Hallis. Uh, I didn't know George Hallis. You don't I know George know. Papa Bear? Papa Bear. He invented the game basically uh, back in the day with the Bears. Him. I, I and the most him. famous uh, Packer coach, uh, the field is named after him, Curly Lambeau. Those are the two at the top you didn't name, but I didn't think you'd get Curly Lambeau. Paul Brown is correct. Uh, some of the others, Chuck Knox, mm. who coached the Rams and Seahawks. Jeff Fisher, who oh, I know you guys he know. Too. He was around for long enough to get on this list. Uh, Tom Coughlin, also on this I list. Thought about him. Tom I Coughlin coached coach he was like 87. With 170. I think he's still alive. And yes. the only other coach you didn't name is another one you've heard of, Mike Holmgren. Oh. oh, he was so there. The, he are. was the coach before McCarthy, right? Oh no, there was another coach in between McCarthy for the Packers. Yeah, yeah. But uh, those are your guys. It, it was a tough one today. Uh, kind of did it on short notice. Sorry for scraping. No, Give me good, my belt back. That's a good. Here yeah. you go. The, the champ belt is back is here. The belt Thank is honestly you. back where it belongs. It is, I must say. Yes, I got and, it. And uh, we so, got. Hey, hey, you're the you're the host. You should not have any side <laughs> that you want to win. <laughs> 
we got to get the break. Chris vs. the Fans is coming up 833-288-0973 to play trivia. giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 